0: hey everybody and welcome to another adventures in angular this week on our panel we have brooks forsyth hey everyone chris ford hello i'm charles maxwood from devchat.tv and uh this week we thought we might talk about working from home since there seem to be a lot more people doing it these days for i was gonna say various reasons but i think the reasons are all mostly (laughs) the same and that is Uh, Folks are worried about getting their employees sick, so they told them all to work from home. And so, yeah. Are you stuck at home climbing the walls when you should be hanging out with the community at the latest conference to get canceled? Are you wondering where to hear your JavaScript heroes like Amy Knight and Douglas Crockford and Chris Heilman? After the cancellations, I decided to put on a JavaScript conference for you online. I invited my favorite folks from around the web and got them to come speak at an online event just for you. Go to jsremoteconf.com and check out our speakers and schedule. The conference is on May 14th and 15th. The call for proposals is open until March 31st. Come join us at an online conference that we guarantee will keep you safe and keep you informed. jsremoteconf.com Boy, the traffic's got to be nice out there right now. Maybe I'll drive to Salt Lake just to see what it's like to do it without all the traffic.
1: I saw somebody posted on Twitter this morning uh, a picture of bear in mind I'm, I'm not a local boy so I don't know what really what I'm talking about but some particularly large freeway or something in in the center of LA that had like one car in it and apparently is usually awful yeah the one that's in yeah the one that's in GTA 5 that's that's about as close as I know <laughs> uh, yeah it looks yeah. like there's nobody's out but LA's like completely shut down isn't it or uh,
0: a lot of places it seems like yeah. are i know th- i think the worst that i've heard is washington state they basically, their governor just came out and basically outlawed ga- gatherings
2: of more than fifty people. Yeah, Connecticut just did that like today. After eight, restaurants and bars are takeout only. No fifty, no crowds above fifty people. Yeah, there's a couple other things, but I mean, schools are closed. So yeah, uh, schools are closed here too. Uh, incredibly, yeah. I don't know
1: if the you know news of, you know, sort of outside the states makes it over there much, but like over here we've just been like business as usual just just keep washing your hands just try to <laughs> awesome. try, try to not go it's like keep calm and carry on the absolute yeah complete stereotype my kids are still in school it's a little bit terrifying well one of them is anyway the other one doesn't yeah. go to school yet but yes yeah so right, I, I have anyways.
2: four more kids home than normal so and that's it's been fun a lot yeah. of fun for you yep <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Tip number one from working remote, send your kids to school.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's true to a certain degree, right? Because yeah, my eight-year-old and my 11-year-old fight and they fight loudly and they fight in the room next to this one. And so, yeah, there, there is something to that. I mean, if you need it, absolutely quiet. But, you know, to that point, I think we can get into some of the practical tips that I've figured out over the last, how long I've been working from home, 10 years? And right. yeah, initially, some of it was tricky and, you know, you just kind of figure it out as you go. But yeah, I mean, think one of the biggest things is that I have a room with a door that locks. Yep. I mean, it's, it, you know, you don't think about it and you're like, well, if I have to work from home, where do I set up on the kitchen table? No. Don't, yeah. You are better off um, dragging a piece of furniture into your bedroom and setting up on that and closing and locking the door than you are the other way around. If you have other people in the home that are going to bother you, if it's just you and a spouse, you know, you can just say, look, I've got to work. I've got to work from this hour to this hour. And you know, they'll probably work, work with you. And my wife does that too. I guess that's another tip is make sure that your family or whoever you live with, because I don't know what people's situation is roommates, uh, parents, grandparents, whatever, make sure they know, Hey, I'm going to be working from eight to four. You know, I need it to be relatively quiet or not to be bothered or whatever you need. Right. And that way they can at least make an effort. And my, my, my wife does a lot of that for me. You know, it, it didn't change my work situation much other than the kids are here. But even during the summer when they're out of school, she, she goes way out of their, her way to make sure that they're not up here bothering me a ton. Sometimes my four-year-old sneaks in anyway.
2: That's one of the things I always do is I tell my wife when I have calls. You know, we have two kids. One goes to kindergarten, so he's usually at school. But I, I tell my wife, you know, I podcast her a call from this time yeah. to this time and she knows exactly when to, you know, tackle them before they come down to the basement or not, you know? Yep. So that helps a lot. Yep.
0: Are, are you experiencing any of this,
1: Chris? Because it sounds like your work from home situation is somewhat new. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I don't, I, I work, I tend to work from home when I have to, you know, like if my car's got to go and get some work done or got to take one of the children to the doctor or something like that, but. Um, or a global pandemic. But yeah, in the case of the global pandemic, yeah, we uh, I I just happened to check my work emails yesterday, which is unusual for me anyway on a Sunday. But um yeah, then I just got this email saying, yeah, everyone, everyone does work from home, so basically just I mean enforced working from home. But you're absolutely right. Like normally, if I am having a work from home day, I usually just set up in the kitchen, you know, just sit there, get on with it. But I like this is this is going to be semi permanent. I mean, it's it literally is. Indefinite at the moment, so yeah. I have properly this morning like moved into like our spare bedroom. I've got like a desk in here where my my personal desktop is, and I've like just kitted it out as my home office now, and just just prepared just like you say because I, I can't I cannot sit at the kitchen table every day um, well, to work. I wouldn't get anything done, and obviously I now I'm going to have this entire plethora of meetings is going to be taking place on you know Zoom calls throughout the day so like you say i need to be able to shut the door and uh let everyone know right i'm going to be on this meeting and you know i've already had you know two hours of meetings today when oh my gosh just, no i know Does <laughs> day <I> one
2: <laughs> if you were a developer that's uh you're not you're not you're just supposed to do a stand-up right and then that's it oh, i know i know right well we have to just, yeah this, the just
0: line class, up your like, solitaire off, game yeah. right above or below your camera you'll be fine
2: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Number two.
0: No, I'm I'm just joking. I, I do have tips for the managers as well, as far as managing a remote team and running these meetings. So we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I, I think, you know, Chris is making a good point that, yeah, he he found a place where he could set up. And to be perfectly honest, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to have to do. And you also mentioned, you know, this is indefinite. But, I mean, I, I've heard estimates anywhere from two weeks to a year, year and a half before we really are in a place where the the experts are saying that you know it's safer to go out and be around other people. So we just don't know, right? So for those of you who are thinking okay, you know this is a month tops, just assume, honestly, just just make it so that you're as as uh, productive as possible and set yourself up to work from home because it could be longer and we just don't know. And if you keep kicking the can down the road on that stuff, you're going to be robbing yourself of some some quality work
1: that you could be getting done Mm, absolutely and one other thing actually that i'll add is like i realized i've got some stuff at the office that i need to get especially if i'm not going to be going there for a long time Mm -hmm. and in fact i'm a i'm actually a contractor so it might actually be that my contract finishes and i still haven't actually been back to the office right so i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna have to go to the office to get my stuff while i still can because at the moment, it's, it's open. We've just been told you shouldn't go in. But right. um, if we get to the point where there's you know, properly, everyone is locked down, quarantined, nobody leave the house like you've got in Italy at the moment. Yep. I can't go to the office and get my stuff. So I, I would say like, while you can still go and get what you need from the office, go and get it.
0: Yep, 100%. One thing I'll add to that is that with a lot of the remote work, and especially with situations like what Chris is outlining, communication gets a little bit trickier right because you can't just right. turn around and tap the guy next to you and get what you need right hey dave how did you put this piece of code together right cuz now i'm trying to integrate with it one way or the other right or you know even just BSing around the office or you know and building that camaraderie or you know building culture or things like that it's it's harder to do remotely and so that communication that line of communication becomes critical and so to chris's point as far as going in I mean, if I were you, I would just reach out to the company and say, hey, look, I'm gonna drop by around eleven o'clock. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna be picking up my stuff, but you know, and that way they can make sure that somebody's there for you to let you in if they need to. They can make sure that everything's gonna work out, that you get what you need, and you know, you can kind of stay on top of things. Just just to reiterate this a little bit more. And this is gonna go more to the managers. So I'm fairly involved in one of the political parties here in Utah, our party chair for the county that I live in. We had a, a committee meeting and it was basically for all of the the leadership in the party. So all the precinct chairs, legislative district chairs, and you know, the leadership for the the rest of the party. And yeah, we had the meeting and then I looked at him, I said, You're gonna do this every week. And the reason is is because then everybody knows what's going on, what the plan is, right? Because we had we had a convention that basically got pushed online because they canceled all the in-person meetings. And so, you know, just having those communication lines open the other way too as a manager and making sure the communication happens both ways as clearly as possible and as frequently as needed, probably a little bit more, is going to make a huge difference to you and
2: your team's ability to get the things done that you need to do. Yeah, definitely over-communicate. Yes. Um, that's, that's, if you're not over-communicating, you're not communicating enough. And you'll settle into about where the right
0: yeah. place is. But to start out with, I agree, Brooks. Just if people are tired of hearing from you, then at least they know what's going on, right? Yeah. That's better than the opposite,
2: right? Than wondering what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of uncertainty too. And so
2: as as quickly as you can get
0: good information out, the better.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've always found it when I've been in offices. It's like we're all sitting in the same room and we all just slack each other, you know? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is just always boggled my mind.
0: It's true, but at the same time then, you know, Brooks sends something to me and I'm like, you know, I'll stand up. Brooks, what the heck did you mean?
2: Right? You can't do that. Well, that's that true too. You can't you can't be like, What did you mean without it? Like so, yeah, when typing stuff, you can definitely put your foot in your mouth a lot easier. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, inappropriate jokes at work aren't a good idea anyways, but they're definitely not a good idea on uh, slack or or anything like that. One time I, I had a boss tell me to write things and then read it back to yourself as if the person was the most like the most easily offended person ever. <laughs> That'll let you know if yeah. if you're coming off as a jerk or not. And it, it yeah. kind of opened my eyes up to that's more on the communication, you know, when when you write stuff out, you have to be careful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in one Slack group where it's a bunch of guys mostly. There there are a few women in there. But it's a bunch of guys. And I mean, the harder you can slap the other guy through Slack, the better, right? And yeah. that's appropriate in those groups, right? Because everybody knows that it's not personal and blah, 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 right? But with with work Slack, especially if you haven't been doing it before, you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's definitely a good tip, tip. One other thing with the communication, and this is something that I've set up with my team and with, with other groups, is have some kind of emergency channel or bat signal or something, right? So that, because one thing is, is like, I don't want to have to sit there and stare at Slack all day, right? I want to actually get some work done. If I have one channel that I don't mute in Slack or Discord, or, you know, if everybody has my cell number and can text me and say, Chuck, crap is broken, right? Because most of the stuff, at least for DevChat, <laughs> if it breaks i have to fix it right but you know on teams that i've worked on you know that are other remote development teams you know we we did have that bad signal right and it was either in slack it was the emergency channel or you know there was an email address that we could get things to get sent from and then you set up your notifications properly or things like that or you know maybe somebody did have everybody's phone number and so you could post and it would text everybody but then if there's something critical, hey, emergency meeting in you know at this Zoom link, or you know the system's down, you know we've got to take care of it or whatever. If you set that up, then what happens is then anything that happens in the other channels, yeah, it should get answered. You should be checking your Slack, uh, you know, two three times a day. But if it doesn't get answered, they're not critical, and that way, you know, okay, I got this message in the right way, so
1: you know I, I'm going to go all hands it with everybody else. Yeah, I, I sort of just adding to that. I've I've done something which is it, it kind of goes against what you see advice from a lot of people about not overworking and stuff. But I've I've got Slack uh, installed on my phone
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I've got it logged into my work Slack. And while that does get annoying, like I've I've had it before, where especially when I've when I've been in places where I'm working with teams in the US, for example, I've I've found that I wake up in the morning and my phone is just full of notifications because. Mm-hmm you know, the US teams have been talking in the middle of my night. But if if, if the team does it properly, it means that if there's an app channel or an app here, or I get a DM, it shows up in my notifications on my phone. Yeah. And if, I, if, yeah. if it's just general chatter, it doesn't. And so actually, it means that especially because I'm now obviously not in the office, if I'm just wandering off to get a coffee, or if I've just gone out for a walk or something like that, it means that if somebody actually needs to reach me, I know about it and I can respond. Yep. You know, so it's, it's, it's almost an anti-pattern because you do you get a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, I, I de- delete my emails from my phone and my life is a hundred thousand percent better." And but actually, I I find that this works for me very well.
0: Yeah, that's generally true. But again, you can set your notification level right, so you can say somebody says my name or sends me a direct message. Or if your team says, only use at here or at everyone under these circumstances, you know, you set your notification level for that. And that way you're seeing the critical stuff that people need you for and yeah. not everything else. Because otherwise it'll chirp at you all dang, all dang day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> With every meme. Yeah. That's what Slack's for. Oh, so there
0: just... are so many of those going around.
1: <laughs> Some are pretty funny. Yeah, I've been very pleased to see that even in the face of uh, you know, science fiction levels of, of world disaster, the meme game is still very strong on the internet. Very happy.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I also want to just point out here, we're not going to talk about whether or not we think this is how serious or whatever. This is just, you've been told to work from home, so we're going to work on it. And then you can go on Facebook and argue with people about how serious you think the whole thing is. Yeah. Any other advice that you guys have?
2: Yeah. Oh, Just with meetings, like uh, I always show up to Zoom meetings early or, you know, whatever tell early and like there's no harm in I just put the window back behind and wait until I hear someone ding on, right? I'm just, you know, continue working and, you know, it's a little weird showing up because really what it is, is and macOS dings me a hundred times about a meeting. So if I hit OK and I sign into the meeting, it'll stop alerting me. So that's part of it, but it also helps in that you know I'm on time for the meeting if not early.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea actually because I, I turned up to a meeting today like bang on time and found that my Slack was full of messages from people asking me if I was coming to this meeting. Like I was, yeah, I was coming. I was I was just turning up on time. So actually, yeah, I, I think that's the problem. You got visibility, haven't you? Um When you're in the office, people know if you're going to the meeting because you stand right, up, right? They see the you. And yeah. You walk they... off, whereas. I guess this is from a manager's point of view. My, my manager was trying to work out, am I going to miss this meeting or was I going there? And she doesn't know that, yeah, I was literally just planning on turning up on time and not early.
2: There's no penalty. Like if you get up and walk into a conference room and sit there by yourself, you're losing, you're losing time, right? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, one thing that I'll also point out is that when you're in person, I find that most people, I, I hate to generalize, but I, I find that most people pay attention better in in-person meetings than they do in online meetings. Because like yes. I said, you, you, you put uh, Solitaire up, you know, in line with your camera, right? And then <laughs> it looks like you're riveted, but really you've <laughs> muted so they don't hear you click, drag, click, drag, click, drag, right? So one thing that I, and I, I advise this for all meetings, but if you're going to do online meetings, you definitely need to do it. And that is, is just stick to the point, make it as quick as possible. Because if they turn into a waste of time, then you're basically training people to tune out and they totally can. On an online meeting, um, um,
2: we got to have webcams on.
0: I, I, even then, even then.
2: I mean, I, I know, I know, but webcams on helps a lot with that. It I, does.
0: I one it. other At least thing, you know,
2: they're in front of the computer.
0: Yep. Yeah. One thing, one other thing that I like, Infinite Red, their React Native consultancy. They have a, fin- they call it their finger game, but it's which sounds really bad, but <laughs> it it's remote gestures. So what they do Family is if they, so if they want to talk what happens is, is let's say that, and here's, here's the basics of it. If nobody is talking, you're free to talk, right? So if, if everybody else is done, right, just pipe up. But if not, then you raise one finger. I, I can't find my camera. You raise one finger to say, I'm ready to go next. If somebody all, already has one, then you raise two, right? Or three or four or five, right? And that way you kind of queue up so that everybody knows what to do. And then if you just want to interject, right? So Brooks is saying something and you just want to add a quick point to his, you just hold up zero, right? And then people will let you in, you interject and then you're done, right? But what that does is like, there are only three of us, so we can kind of get away with not doing that. But once you get past like five or six people,
2: sometimes the coordination gets a little bit tricky. Yeah, and I think people stop talking after five or six people too. If you have two strong opinionated people you know, they can just yep. railroad the whole conversation or whatever, take it yep. all over.
1: So that's that's right. awesome. that can happen in a face-to-face meeting as well. But yes. at least in a in a face-to-face meeting you can you can gauge that other people are losing interest because you can see them. You have visual, zoning out. visual cues. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 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 You
0: also have visual cues as far as, oh, well, you know, mine you know, I care more about what I'm saying than you care about what you're saying, right? And so usually somebody will defer naturally and it doesn't happen as easily here. So One other thing just to keep in mind, and this is back to the other point that I made, is that if you have multiple things to go over in a meeting, split it up into multiple meetings, and then just have the people who need to be there on the call, even if it's just a five-minute call. Because, Mm. again, you want to maximize the attention that people can give to the things that matter and minimize the number of interruptions because at home, it's a lot easier to get distracted.
2: Yeah. It's funny you mentioned, I was on a contract where it was a really... Big habit was to do the meeting that everyone needed to be there and then to tell people just to drop off and the four or five people for the next topic would stay on yep and I was at first I thought that was almost like rude like why can't I be on there but it actually helps a lot because it, everyone gets back to work that needs to be and you know yep yeah
1: hundred yep, I've, I've, I've worked in a place where they do that as well, and it's um yeah i, I I quite like that. I, I, as the person who gets to drop off, I, I value oh, that. yeah,
2: <laughs> you oh know, Please me, please me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing yeah.
1: worse than, than, than sitting in an online call where yeah. it's just the conversation is not relevant to what you're doing oh, yeah. specifically. Not, nothing to do with you, yeah.
0: Yep, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, just to the point of meetings, the other thing is, is that because you're remote and people can kind of do it from everywhere, the, the scheduling actually in some ways becomes a little bit easier because you, know, you, you don't have to work around whatever else is going on in the office. Yeah, some, somebody might be taking their car in to get it fixed or whatever. But if you're using Zoom or something, and they have decent mobile bandwidth, then they can join in you know, with the Zoom app, or they can dial in. And so if you have those options available, then you can get people, even if they're out running errands, right? I mean, preferably not. But if push comes to shove and you need their input
1: right now when they're not at home, you can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, what? What do you guys think um, as experienced work from as what, what do you think about um, things like one making sure you are actually doing your normal working day? Because like I would, I would, I turn up at the office at eight and I leave the office at four thirty. Whereas actually, it's it's. I can imagine that it'd be really easy to just sort of overrun or, or possibly even, you know, just start later working from home. That's one question. And the other question is what I've noticed today is that I am just sort of – my, my day, the structure of my day has just been completely different because I just like went out for a walk in the middle of the afternoon with, with my kids because I thought, well, I may as well because I can – kind of alluding back to the first question, I can just make up the time elsewhere, you know. But so how do you handle that? And also when you, if you're doing that, how do you handle – making sure that other people know that you're not at your desk?
2: It depends on the team dynamic. I've been on teams where it's kind of been, I don't want to say like required, but usually you do like BRB, you know, see in 40 minutes or something like that. I've been in teams where that's been, and other places no one checks. So, you Mm -hmm. know, and they don't expect, you know, if you're away from your desk, then you'll get back to them. And when you get back, it just kind of depends. I think, yeah, I think if you're transferring from being in office and everyone's seeing you, I think that's probably a good idea is w- when you're going on a walk or you're taking a lunch break, just to say, you know, I'm away from my desk for the next 30, 40, you know, hour or whatever, taking lunch.
1: Yeah, yeah there the, are the lunch break thing, especially because I, I, I pointedly am not at my desk for an hour when it's lunchtime, yeah, when I'm yeah. in the office. But whereas today, is like, I actually, I kind of just ate and then just got back to work. but. Do I set my status on Slack to say I'm you having can.
0: lunch? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be a team protocol. A few ideas that haven't been discussed. Yeah, setting your status on Slack. I've worked for a couple of remote teams that that was canonical, right? If if you if your status was set to I'm here on Slack and somebody pinged you with you know the your at uh, username or things like that, they expected you to respond within five minutes, and if you didn't then the manager would come and say, look, you know, if you're saying you're here, you got to be here, right? Mm. Other teams, they were a whole lot more lax with that. Another one is I've seen teams just put together like a really simple website you know, that was basically an am I at my desk? And so people would just change their status on there, right? And then you could see what the whole team was doing at a glance. And that's not terribly hard to set up. Another one that I've seen is there are Slack bots that will do timers And so if you're planning on being away from your desk for an hour, then you set an hour timer and then anybody can query the bot and say what timers are running, right? And so you have an AFK timer basically for everybody, you know, and when you're gone for the day, then you, you know, you don't set a timer, you just log off or something like that. Right. But it's a protocol that the team kind of has to set up and figure out. And some teams like my team for my, for the podcasts, I don't have anything like that. Right. Because I don't have anything critical that I necessarily need them to be doing and so I don't I don't check in right and so your team may be that kind of a team where you know you have one or two people that are mostly on call for critical situations and then everybody else just needs to be around as far as time tracking and Brooks might have uh, some insight on this too cuz we talk about freelancing and stuff like that on the freelancer show and you know have worked for various people from home One, there are a couple of of them that I've really liked. One is, I can't remember the name of the app, so I'll come back to it. But I've also seen a little cube, for lack of a better word, or the one that I had, I think had twelve sides on it, and so you and it came with a little marker you could write on it, right? So it's work, Twitter, you know, going to the bathroom, whatever, right? And so then what you do is when you move on to a new activity, you just turn it, and so you just turn it, whatever is facing up is what you're doing. And so you can track your time that way. I used Harvest in the past when I was a freelancer and just build people for time that way. And then the other one is toggle, dot And you can use that to track your time as well. I tend to like to do that every six months just on my own anyway, because what happens is, is I, I get really religious about checking it, right? When I change activities. And then it turns out, oh, wow, I've been really, really, you know, paying attention to what I'm doing. And it turns out that I worked eight hours less than I thought I had been, you know, every week. And I've spent, you know, two hours more than I thought I had on Twitter and three hours more, you know, playing dumb games on my phone and, right. And so it kind of gives me that idea, but Toggle will actually track your time that way too. And it does a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, I agree. I was using Toggle the other week just to play around with it after we did that episode. I've used Rescue Time in the past, which is kind of a too. Similar idea, right? And I've set it up so when you come back to your computer you can enter in what you were doing or whatever.
0: Doesn't rescue time have a client for the Mac? It like does. an app?
2: Yes, yeah. Yeah. And and toggle is. this full uh, web last time I used it. So I think it was, and that was kind of a little I think rescue time might be a little better in that sense, but I don't know. I, I've used I haven't used rescue time in a while, but yeah. It's definitely something that helps. Yeah, the nice thing about having the app is you can
0: leave it running when you walk away. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're going to do something offline, it'll keep running even if your computer falls asleep. Because when it comes back up, it just updates itself.
2: Yep, yep, which is, which is good. And it's eye-opening too. I mean, yeah. like you said, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that, you know. Yep. but I've,
0: I have one company that's been trying to get me to come work for them full-time. And, you know, I want to keep running the podcast network and stuff if I do it. And I'm mostly inclined not to, but I don't know what my situation will be either. Right. And so if I go do it, then yeah, that's what I'm looking at doing is I'm going to track my time. And when 40 hours is up, it's like, bye. And then, you know, (laughs) and so as long as I'm getting the 40 hours for them and I'm getting all of the other stuff done for the podcasts, then we're good. Right. Yeah. But the other thing is, is I can also then realistically look at my wife and say, yeah, I'm spending an extra 20 hours running the podcast every week, you know? And so then if I have to cut that down, then I have a conversation with my team. Okay, how do we take this off my plate so I only have to put in 10 hours, right?
2: Yeah, that's... Sorry, that's I cut a good you off, idea. Brooks. No, no, that makes sense. As long as as long as who's ever hiring you is okay with 40 hours. Yep. You have to... Because I've been in situations when they hire you salary, all of a sudden they expect more than yeah. 40. True. Wow. Like, well, when I was... 40 When I was... A, <laughs> When I was a contractor, I was just doing 40, and you wouldn't pay me a nickel more. And now you want me all hours, but that's a different story. Yeah.
0: yeah I worked for a contracting company too, and they just pay you straight time. So if you got 50 hours, you got paid for 50 hours at whatever your pay was. is nice. Was. You didn't get overtime. Right. But it was nice. Yeah. Because they got paid per hour
2: you put in. So you got paid per hour you put in. Yeah. You need more money for Christmas presents? You do. Yep. You work 10 more hours. Bam.
0: Mm-hmm. Any other tips, Brooks? I'm going to try and
1: find that uh, time. Tool that I had. Yeah, I like the idea of using something to track my time actually, because yeah. like the day has just bled away under my, you know, yeah. without me even really noticing today. And I, it's like I had to go out for this walk because I just realized I the only time I'd left the house actually was on Saturday morning when I went to the the carnage of the supermarket. And yeah, like, I just got to leave this house. Apparently, I'm never going to leave it ever again, apart from to yeah. get my kids from school.
0: Yeah, I think that there's also an app. Don't quote me on this. And if there's not, then somebody should build it. But if you're only tracking one thing, I've also seen it where people, they orient their phone a certain way, similar to oh, the, cool. the tool that I had, right? And so essentially you open the app and then when you're working, you flip it face down, right? And that way, if you flip it back over so you can use it, then it, you know, it says
2: you're not working right now, right? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, that's interesting. That is interesting. I could use that because, yeah, interesting. Wow. Yeah, the only other thing, um, you know, a headset, something that's not just the the mic on your laptop because that's not acceptable. Sorry. No,
0: I was going to say a headset for a completely different thing. So uh, a lot of people, they have trouble, like even with me hearing my kids in the other room, sometimes that's distracting, right? Yes. So having a good set of headphones that you can put on it, it was on a call that I had with my mastermind group right before this call. That's what it was. One guy was saying, look, you know, I hone in on the conversation in the other room and I can't help it. And yeah. so somebody else pointed out, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've written for you guys was written with Kenny G playing in the background, right? And it w- I mean, that, that's what he likes, but it it was turned up to the point where he couldn't hear the other stuff, get some noise canceling headphones if that's a distraction for you. And everybody's a little different, right? So it may not matter in your case, but yeah other people it it may actually
1: make a difference, so right, especially if if we're potentially heading towards a scenario
2: where we've got the entire family in the house while you're trying yeah. to work right yeah, noise cancelling headphones are a good idea. that's one of the working in an office. I'm like a terrible eavesdrop, like and I don't even mean to be. I just find myself yeah. like listening in on the other conversation, it's so hard to work, so I always have headphones anyways, but even at home it makes sense, um yeah, with the kids about don't hear them
0: cry. Yeah, the little,
2: the little block,
0: it looks like a D12 if you're a D&D player. Um, it's called Time Flip, and it's timeflip.io. You can't buy it on Amazon. That's why it took me a minute to find it. But yeah, so it just it just tracks you. And they, they have a bunch of stickers in there you can stick on there. But yeah, the Time Flip that I had, it kind of broke. But the idea is super nice. Another that's thing cool, yeah. just to throw out is you could also track by Pomodoros if you want to use the Pomodoro technique. Thing I like about that is then it forces you to take a break because some people get a little stir crazy working from home because there are natural interruptions that happen at work in an office that you don't get when you're at home and so then you start to it's like you know after four hours you're just like I don't know what's wrong but you know I'm stressed or I you know whatever and what it is is you need to get up and get into a different headspace for a few minutes or a
2: half hour and then come back. Yeah, absolutely. Without interruptions, do you you can get. Uh, sucked into your work and not stand up until you know it's nine o'clock at night sometimes it feels like and that that burns you out real quick Yep. so it's definitely um talking about setting up your space and not using the kitchen table it's nice to have it in another room so you can go to your kitchen table and eat your lunch and you know decompress for a while and talk to the family or whoever right just to step away from the desktop or laptop screen for a while is It makes you feel a lot better when you get back to it. Yep. And if you're programming, you probably can solve that problem. You've been banging your head against the keyboard for an hour on. So yeah, I always find a quick step away. uh, All of a sudden, it becomes magically clear. Yeah, yeah. I
1: fix so many bugs by not actually being in front of my computer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but it's true. Yeah, it is amazing. It's uh, all all of a sudden everything works.
0: So one other thing that I'm wondering about is. for some people, the way that they stay current on things too is talking to their coworkers. And so, you know, how do you work on staying current? And yeah, I, I'm putting on the online conferences, and so I'm kind of pushing toward that a little bit. But um, you know, there are other things too that kind of drive some of this stuff. So, so yeah. So, how do you stay current if you're not in the office working on some new problem with other people who are keeping up on this stuff too?
2: I would, I would say Twitter is where I find a lot of projects that I interest me. People tweet yeah. about something. You know, usually I check in with older coworkers, you know, coworkers who have worked with in the past on Slack, check in with them uh-huh. and they tell me about, you know, that we all try to brag about how we're on the latest and greatest, even though, you know, we might not be, but um so that's that's kind of how I stay current, I guess, between the two. Yeah, you just, I think, if you're going to use something like Twitter to try and keep up to date,
1: especially, like, at the moment when everyone's sort of a little bit, well, socially distant, possibly, like, take a look at who you're following and, and maybe trim some stuff out, because, like, you you could maybe, like, find that uh, Twitter can get quite toxic, can't it? So
2: no. Everyone's nice on the internet. <laughs> I have never experienced
1: that. I don't uh, know what you're uh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, when it's just when Twitter is just a thing that you're looking at while your tests are running, you know, you can you can see. Okay, oh look, something to do with Angular that this this actor has done some yep. amusing thing. Like, oh look, somebody's trolling someone here. But actually, if you're then using it now uh, for a different purpose, maybe you want to go through and not follow the actor anymore, not follow the people who are trolling. You know, if you follow trolls, but you know what I mean. You get the point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that makes sense. Definitely. I uh, want to, you know, follow people who are at least the majority of the time tweeting about Angular or programming yeah. in general.
0: One other angle on that is the newsletters, right? So I've talked to yes. a number of people that run the newsletters, and a lot of times the newsletters have Twitter accounts, and so they'll tweet out good, you know, the stuff that's in the newsletter or the stuff that didn't quite make the newsletter. But you've got like ng-newsletter. I don't know if there are other... I don't know if there's other Angular ones besides ng-newsletter. But you've got two kinds of newsletters too. You've got the news roundups, which is kind of what ng-newsletter does. And then you've got the other ones where it's, you know, I don't know if like Todd Motto or somebody has a, a newsletter where he actually is like, hey, so I learned this new thing in Angular. Or I had people ask me this question in Angular and actually runs through how to do it. You know, so you're basically getting a, a blog post of some kind in your in your list, so a lot of that can be done and it's curated too, right so you don't have to go browse through Twitter to find it. you just open up your email and go look and see what yeah. they
2: posted dev two is another good place to stay current. There's some good stuff on there usually yep, but yeah and then and then listening to podcasts yeah I, 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 yeah
0: <laughs> that's but, all right on the nose, isn't it
1: <laughs> It's true though you know I actually. I've learned an awful lot of new stuff from listening to various podcasts. You know, including the Dev Chat podcasts. You know, over the years, you know, when I started listening to JavaScript Jabber, you know, when I was a junior, and I actually a lot of the stuff that is actually stuff that I sort of use a lot in JavaScript, I I, I sort of heard for the first time on that, and it prompted me to. You know, go off and do a bit of research because you know when you're a junior, you you are still learning all the time. So yeah, no podcasts are are very important for stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. I remember when I was first learning development; it sounded like a foreign language for a while. These podcasts, you know what 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 were they talking about? Just I remember um, yep. just googling everything I heard on them in the beginning.
0: But yeah, definitely,
2: it's a great way to stay current. Yeah,
0: and I probably will be putting on an Angular conference sometime during the summer hopefully we're not in the middle of this whole pandemic situation but i think things are still going to be ramping back up and Mm -hmm. i want to make sure that the community has a way to get together so
2: that'll be cool i'm excited
0: yeah yeah i have the javascript one coming out in may yes and if this goes out next week like i want it to you still have a week to get your proposals in if you want to speak at it and i'm getting i'm starting to get yeses from some of the people that i emailed that i was like you know what I want you to speak, don't bother with the CFP, and so um, we're gonna have some killer talks awesome just saying so oh, and one other thing is is this week as we're talking, I'm actually raising the price because I'm probably gonna have to add another day because I got so many of them, and it's because they're not they don't have to go speak at these other conferences because I canceled on them so anyway, and I'm working really? on some substitute for meetups as well, so because the the meetups—it's just—it's unfortunate, but yeah, people aren't getting together, and I, I want to see what we can do to actually, you know, facilitate conversations. You know, have somebody put out information that helps. You know, once yeah, that would
2: be cool it's from someone who lives, you know, in the middle of kind of nowhere. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's
0: it's nice for you anyway, right. but I live Salt Lake is. I hate the term tech hub, but really, mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of technologists here. Yeah. And our JavaScript and Angular React view, a bunch of those meetups are very well attended and they're all canceled, right? And then, you know, if we come back
2: to it and you can do both, great. Right. And one, you won't have to wear pants too. So that's a plus.
0: <laughs> you only have to wear pants if you stand up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, and I may actually, I've talked to a number of people who are in Europe And for some reason, the Angular community seems to have a strong contingent of people who are in Europe or in those time zones anyway, you know, be it Israel, parts of Africa or like Poland, UK, France, Germany, they're probably not having their meetups either. So I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing one earlier in the day, which would be in the afternoon, evening for Europe, and then do one, you know, a little later in the day in the US for people who are in the other
1: situation. That would be cool. You know, speaking from somebody who is in that time zone, that would yeah. be cool because actually you see you see quite a lot of the stuff, you know, on online webinars and, you know, meets and, and various things. It, when they are coming from the States, they are usually not at a time that is going to be convenient for me to do anything about it, you know, because quite a lot of the time it's like I'm in bed, <laughs> you know, yeah. because if it happens in the evening, I'm in bed, uh, asleep, hopefully. So... Yeah, no, that's something in, in, in different times that would be excellent. And actually, it sounds like a great idea in general. Like for, in my area, although there's, there seems to be quite a lot of tech around, there's not really many meetups. There was a, a single meetup which covered sort of like front end development in Southampton, which is the, the city where I live. And I went to it, I actually spoke at it. Then when I got there, it turned out it was the last one because the guy who was running it didn't have time to do it anymore and he's gone. And so that, that, that ended. So, um, yeah, having the opportunity to go to an online one would be great. Yeah.
0: So I'm working on pulling that together again. it will probably be, I'll probably get it together this week. So this will come out if you go to the show notes and I'll have links in there where you can find it. And honestly, I probably will actually ask people for like five bucks or maybe I'll do a Patreon and just let people donate. And anybody who donates more than a dollar, that way I'm just covering the cost of actually running it. You know, and if we pull in a, a little extra, then it helps cover the podcast, which is free. But that's kind of the way that I'm leaning toward that. And if people can make it to both, right? Because it both of them will probably be at a somewhat reasonable time for US folks, then that works too. You can come to both. I don't care.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Anything cool. Cool. how do you how do you get your free pizza when it's online?
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, maybe we'll start them out with, okay, everybody, pull out DoorDash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Their contest to who's who's gets there first, you know. Yeah, Who can get there delivered first. Yeah, And the other
0: thing that I'm thinking is that if we have enough people, you know, paying in to cover the costs of everything, then I may actually just take some of the money and just do Amazon gift cards or something, and just somebody's going to get twenty bucks, right, or fifty bucks, or whatever. That'd be cool. But, but we could do some fun stuff with it, and ultimately, yeah, I mean, I think the community just needs that touchstone, some place where they can just go and connect. And then, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just make it work from there.
2: So, yeah. yeah sounds great.
0: All right. Well, any, any other aspects of working from home that we should talk about?
2: I mean, the commute will kill you, but. Yeah. Huh. No, that's the best joke in the beginning is like, oh, I got to leave. Traffic's going to be brutal. And then you walk yeah. you know, to your desk and sit down.
0: Yeah. But, well, and but, I run my own company. So the other joke is, is my boss is a real jerk, <laughs> real <yeah>. slave driver.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can do that. Right. Yeah. That's funny. When I started doing consulting and freelancing, my boss really became my wife. So I can't <laughs> that's say that's <doing> true.
0: <laughs> that is very true. My too wife much. likes to claim that too.
2: Yeah. She's like, Why, why are you sitting down watching a show? Should, t- don't you have a project to work on right now? I'm like, Oh, you're right. Fine. <laughs> but, oh, uh, my,
0: my deal is, is uh, she'll be with me and I'll tell somebody, Oh, I have to ask my boss and they'll laugh. And then she'll look at me and she'll go, Oh, you can go. And then they laugh again, (laughs) right? Because, yeah. Yeah. Early in my career, I figured out which jobs were worth working at and which ones weren't, mostly by trial and error. I created a system that I used to find jobs and later contracts as a freelancer. If you're looking for a job or trying to figure out where you should go next, then check out my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. The book walks you through figuring out what you want. Vetting companies that meet your criteria, meeting that company's employees, and getting them to recommend you for a job. Don't settle for whoever has listed their job on the job board. Go out and proactively find the job you'll love. Buy the book at devchat.tv slash That's devchat.tv slash All right, well, let's go ahead and do some picks then. Chris, why don't you start us off with picks?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I figure that if we're all stuck working at home, you're going to need some bit of variety in your life so that you're not just sitting looking at your code all the time. So I've got a couple of YouTube things which are entertaining, which I'm oh, going to recommend you go. when you need just five minutes, five-minute distraction. First one is uh, it's a series that I've been, I've, I've been watching these for years, it turns out, and they put out a new one pretty much every week, bang on, and it's a thing called Honest Trailers. And it is I think the, the, the YouTube channel is called Screen Junkies. They do like a proper cinema quality movie trailer of a film that's already come out, usually one that is for kind of bad in some way, they do quite a lot. But they basically or or even a great film, but they'll just absolutely roast it. Even if it's a fantastic film, they will they will pick things apart and just, just give it a proper roasting. And it is they are often Hilarious. The the one I'm going to specifically recommend and put a link in the show notes. Show notes is for the, the original X Men trilogy. It's it's one of the older ones, and it's my my absolute favorite because first of all, they go down the road of absolutely slamming the the third film in that trilogy, which is not <laughs> the best one. Um, but then they do this this whole thing about how uh, Jean Grey Jean Grey's Phoenix powers are just basically manifested in these films just through her basically just staring at things and people. And they do this whole montage with this really dramatic music of just different scenes of Gene Gray just staring at people menacingly and that being the Phoenix. So that is fantastic. That's the honest trailers. They do also oh, those are really
0: so nice. funny. Yeah.
1: There's um, <laughs> so there's honest honest game trailers as well.
0: I haven't seen those.
1: Which they do. I think that's a different I think that's fandom games is the YouTube channel for that. I don't watch those quite so religiously because quite often I've never heard of the game so I'm kind of a little bit disinterested in it but when it's a game that I like like um they recently did one for the re-release of uh, Warcraft 3 the Warcraft 3 Reforged and just absolutely pulled it apart it was it was fantastic and when when they do that sorry I'm banging on about these now but when they do a Pokemon game which they have one for every single one they go through every single Pokemon in the game and give it a stupid name that is that is funny so those are it. I'll I'll put, I'll put a link in for that as well so that's one. But then I saw I saw this video on YouTube today. I've seen before and I'd forgotten it existed. But it's it's called Shia LaBeouf Live by Rob Cantor. It's like three and a half minutes, and it's basically this this guy. This guy's done Shia LaBeouf is like the weird movie star who is an odd individual, but this guy has done this phenomenal stage sort of stage production with a huge choir and an orchestra and people like professional dancers and stuff. So he basically just sings this song about Shia LaBeouf being a little bit weird and hunting someone through the woods. It, it's, it's hilarious. So um, I'll put a link in for that as well. It's just five minute things on YouTube to give yourself a break when you're working from home. And that's me. Nice. Yeah, now I have to go watch the
0: <laughs> Honest Game trailers. You just spent how much of my time?
1: Yeah, that's basically yeah, hours and hours of your life I've just uh, basically <laughs> taken away from you there. It's when, yeah. when there's no podcast for the next few weeks because you're catching up on this back catalogue of game trailers.
2: Yep, yeah, it's, it's Chris's fault. All right, Brooks, what are your picks? I'll pick going on a hike in this COVID-19 times. We're, uh, you know, go to your park and go on a hike. Stay six feet away from people. But I did it with the family this weekend, and it was really nice to get out of the house and actually go somewhere without having to worry too much about getting ill. Nice.
0: So, uh... I I have to, since this is also Chris's fault. I'll just put it that way. Bad lip reading. Bad lip reading is hilarious. I mean, they they do political stuff and they're they're kind of equal opportunity offenders, right? So they they do bad lip reading on Trump. They do bad lip reading on Biden. They do bad lip reading on, they've got one on uh, the NFL. My kids play Seagull's Stop It Now on the Echo all the time, which is a song that they put together Uh, off of clips from Star Wars. And anyway, uh, bad lip reading is also pretty darn funny on YouTube. I'm going to do a quick shout out about JS Remote Conf coming up in May. It's going to be May 14th and 15th. I might add the 13th on and I'm kind of toying with some ideas around either doing a workshop on how to work from home, though I don't know if it'll be as timely then because it's a month and a half out, two months out. Um. also toying with the idea of doing one on just how to stay current in tech because I have, I have a methodology for that. But anyway, so JS Remote Conf is the other pick. And you can just find it at jsremoteconf.com. Things are probably going to move rather quickly with some of these conferences as well. So if you want to see if there are any others out there, just go to devchat.tv slash conferences and you'll get the list of the conferences that I'm putting together. But I am pulling some more together. Because some of the other conferences that I was looking forward to seeing if I could get to have been canceled. And some of the bigger ones like WWDC got canceled. And so I want to put something together for the iOS community since we have a show for them. So, yeah, those are my picks. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Until next time, Max out, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Stay safe. And stay healthy. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN.